0: again Megan Doherty here with Build Up. Over the past six months our team here has been fortunate enough to become involved with the Scholar Athletes program and the team at Scholar Athletes supports academic achievement through athletics and today we're going to dive a bit deeper into the program and chat about their connection with the CRE industry.
1: So let's meet our guests.
0: Linda why don't we start with you?
1: Okay, I'm so happy to be here on Build Up. Um, I'm Linda Dorcina-Forey. I'm Vice President of Diversity, Inclusion, and Community Affairs at Suffolk Construction.
2: My name's Akayla Roscoe-Hunter. I'm a junior at Wentworth Institute of Technology studying computer science. I'm a Scholar-Athletes alum. I attended Fenway High School and graduated in 2017, and I am currently working in the IT department at Suffolk Construction.
3: And I'm Katie Barnes. I'm the Senior Director of Development at Scholar Athletes, um, also a, a Boston Public Schools alum. So thrilled to be involved and thrilled to be here with you, Megan.
0: Great. So for our audience who is not familiar, can you guys give us a bit of background on the Scholar Athletes program and the goals of it?
1: Yeah, yeah I'll jump in really quick and everyone else join, right? So <laughs> I am actually also, this is Linda, I'm also the vice chair of the board of directors for Scholar Athletes, which is really, really exciting. So Scholar Athletes, you know, leverages the power of athletics um, with our high school students and really looking at cultivating the discipline and confidence that they need to sup- to be um, successful successful. Um, in college and on ca- career readiness and so it is really an incredible program that started about 10 years ago we just celebrated our 10th anniversary um, this is when the late Mayor Menino rest his soul reached out to John Fish um, the CEO of Suffolk construction and said you know we need assistance can you help us um, there was issues around disparities in sports and athletics athletes the fields were a disgrace right there weren't cleats there weren't uniform, j- uniforms uniforms John Fish stepped up and this Became Scholar Athletes. Um, It is a nonprofit social service, um, nonprofit organization, and it is going really strong. Serves about 5,000. Um, young people, not just in Boston, started in Boston high schools, but what's awesome is that we've expanded to Springfield and Everett, and it it is pretty cool. Scholar
2: Athletes to me is a program that makes sure kids also exceed in the classroom and not only on the field or court um, or whatever sport they're playing, and I think that's a major issue in a lot of inner city schools with um, minorities um, that kids don't necessarily understand that they need to exceed as much in the classroom as they do on the field or the court. And Scholar Athletes was there in the schools to help make sure kids maintain their grades to be able to continue to play. Because, as you know, like if you don't have a certain grade point average or grades, you may not be able to play this game this week or this game next week. And Scholar Athletes was there to encourage students, help students, tutor students to make sure they were able to play, which makes them happy and stuff, and encourage them to do good in school so that they could do better once they grow graduate college, Mm -hmm. I mean high school and stuff. Mm
1: And that's what's pretty cool about it, right, is that Scholar Athletes is different than other, I think, programs that are serving high school students because Mm -hmm. we have dedicated space in all of our high schools. So it's not a classroom, it's not like a lounge, Mm -hmm. but this is the place called The Zones Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. SA members come, you know, to get the support that they need in terms of academically. Um, When we talk about academic mentoring, academic coaching and mentoring Mm -hmm. is, as Akila mentioned, right, that, Mm -hmm. you know, we work with a lot of athletes, right, and also (laughs) aspiring athletes athletes right with the intramural program and one of the big pieces is scholar athletes were connected to the coaches and the teachers Mm -hmm. and the administrators so as Mm -hmm. the coaches will bring whole teams into our zone so they could get the academic tutoring that they Mm -hmm. need right but it's also the life skills and I think that's important too Mm -hmm. is that because in all of our zones we have two staff members full-time that in that are in all the high schools in Boston, Springfield, and Everett Mm -hmm. and also there's possibly for expansion but it's really incredible right because Mm -hmm. this peer partner you know becomes that connection you know to the young person who feels connected wants to call them on weekends and say hey this is what's Mm -hmm. going on with me you know can we talk it out right and can we talk it through so it's really a unique program um,
2: and like Linda said I just wanted to add on the zone is not only for uh, people who play sports anybody could go to the zone anybody could sit there do their homework talk with their friends it's not for people that just play sports mm-hmm. and also the zone is just not for your grades the zone staff are also like mentors I remember there were times I would get upset and I would go to the zone and talk to Miss Wagner or Mr. Francis to like help me cool down so yeah. I could go back to class and even times where I was having issues at home and I would call them on the weekends or something and they would always be there to talk. So I think the zone staff and just Boston Public Schools not necessarily being like a lot of suburban schools with like 5,000 kids and stuff like that. I think that's also a great thing that hounds in on the zone is that you make personal connections with the people you were in the zone with. Like I still talk to Miss Wagner, I still talk to to Mr. Francis um, (laughs) on a daily basis. (laughs) And they're like, I would say like godparents in a way where they always checking up on you always making sure you're okay and even if they don't like directly know how to assist you they could also guide you Mm -hmm. to someone else and that works for scholar athletes that may have a better insight on certain Mm -hmm. things
0: katie it sounds like you guys have a great staff over there
3: (laughs) we have an amazing staff so uh we're about 60 staff members 40 of those are actually in the zone full-time, so we call them our zone staff. Um, As Linda said, it's two in each zone, and they're really providing all of our programming. So we have three core areas. It's academic coaching and mentoring, health and wellness, and then college and career readiness. And one of the unique pieces, you know, in addition to being physically in the school building is that it really is an integration of the three program areas. So you know, a lot of kids, if they're struggling, they don't necessarily want to go find a tutor, but they might want to go play a basketball intramural game or play futsal soccer in the winter. So athletics is kind of the hook for a lot of kids. Um, And then once they get started with the athletics, they have to go to the zone and they have to do the academics. So it's really kind of leveraging the power of what you learn in athletics, wanting to be part of a team, wanting to be part of a community, and then expanding that to take those skills. So time management. If you play basketball, you have time management skills. That's a given, right? But then how do you apply that to your work? Um, And the zone staff are really the people who are Able to make that transition from, you are great at teamwork, um, how do you now work with a group in your history class mm-hmm. or your English class? Mm-hmm. You are great at looking, looking ahead and planning the games and being part of the scheduling, now how do you take that and apply it to your college plan? You know, what's the schedule? When are you going to apply? When are you going to go for scholarships? So really being able to translate those skills Um, is what our staff are fantastic at, Um, and it's also because a lot of our staff have been in the shoes of our Zone members. So they are alums of Boston Public Schools, they're alums of Springfield Public Schools and Everett Public Schools. Some of them are actually former Zone members. We have eight former Zone members, um, you know, student Zone members, who are now on staff within our Zones. And then we also have the administrative team in the office that's providing support across the organization. So we have about 20 staff members in the office that provide program support. Obviously the fundraising is a big P's yeah. and then the operations mm-hmm. because we're, you know, we have 22 different zones across the Commonwealth. Um, so making sure that everyone is supported. Very impressive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, along with the obvious philanthropic reasons that you guys are involved in this, how has being involved with the Scholar Athletes program helped Suffolk construction from a business standpoint, Linda?
1: Wow, okay, (laughs) great question, right? (laughs) Well, I'm going to say that, you know, Scholar Athletes is like John Fisher's baby, right? (laughs) It's part of the family, Um, but it is an independent nonprofit, right? Mm -hmm. So it does stand on its own, but it is really important. I would say, as you look at Akilah, right, Mm who um, was a Zone member, right, is now at Wentworth, um is now working at Suffolk at the IT shop, and I think for us, you know, we look at scholar athletes as a pipeline, a pipeline into Suffolk, but into any other companies, right, Mm -hmm. in terms of how do we set up our young people for success, and I think that is the model. As we look at athletics, as we look at building young folks' confidence, um, you know, it's really after they graduate, before they graduate, it's really having that plan, right? Mm -hmm. Is it college? Is it career readiness? Is it vocational? And really making sure we understand where we serve about 5,000 young people in these high schools a year. That's what the number was last year, Mm 5,000. And so for us, you know, it's critical. You know, John believes passionately um, in scholar-athletes. You know, Mm scholar-athletes is headquartered in Roxbury. We're headquartered in Roxbury. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a company that believes in community, that we want to serve and really support the community in which we work, in which we live, in which we play. Mm -hmm. And scholar-athletes has been a big part of that. And we look forward, as we celebrated the 10th year, is the next 10 and 20 years. And how do we grow this and really show the importance of this organization? We also wanted
0: to discuss the influence on the Sierra industry and other industries on how you can leverage diversity to strengthen your your company in the market.
1: You know, I'm going to say this, right? At Suffolk... We know that creating a diverse and inclusive workforce in a workplace and a culture is critical to business success, right? I mean, that's what everyone is saying, but we know that to be true. And we believe that a diverse workforce means employees brings the variety of experiences, their perspectives, and really allowing them to bring their whole selves to work, which really creates innovation solutions to business opportunities and challenges. One of the things that we've also seen is that our diversity and inclusion work has improved the Employee experience, strengthened recruitment efforts, and contributed to overall company confidence. Now, in terms of Suffolk, and I'm gonna I'm wearing kind of two hats, right? It's the Suffolk Construction hat, but it's also the vice chair of the Board of Scholar Athletes. Mm-hmm. And as someone who joined um, Suffolk last year. I was in the public sector for 22 years, working in state and municipal government. I was elected for 13 of those years. I was a state representative for eight years, a state senator for five years. And last year in January, I transitioned and went into the private sector and joined Suffolk. Um, But in terms of scholar athletes, This is an organization that I've worked with for a long time, and I was really proud of the work that we were able to do to get a line item for essays, scholar athletes, when I was a senator, right? Which was so important to really quantify and really show the Commonwealth that this is a Uh, organization that's not just in Boston but is serving you know our communities Mm -hmm. and I would say in terms of Suffolk now with the DNI work is that we recognize the importance of that right we know that and we know this is something we have to work on so my VP of diversity and inclusion is the first time they've had that at Suffolk construction really happy about being there to work with John and the EC but really the whole team, right? We are Mm -hmm. a national company. Um, We are located in Roxbury, like I said. But for us, it is important because we understand and know that as we go after work as builders, as general contractors, we know it is important to bring a diverse lens mm-hmm. into our space and into the work that we're doing every day. And so I would say that scholar-athletes, in terms of the young people and the population you know, that's being served, it's critical. It's the young women, right? Mm-hmm. It's women. It's people of color. It's, it's people from... Economically disadvantaged uh, you know, communities. That's white, that's black, that's Hispanic, that's Asian, that's everyone, right? And we're capturing that because in our public schools in Boston and Springfield and Everett, there is a diversity that's there. Mm-hmm. And so if we are able to capture these young people as they're strengthening their athletics or they're aspiring to be athletes through our intramural program, we're trying to build the next round of leaders, right? Like Akilah here <laughs> is going to be a leader at Suffolk, right? And so as she works with us in IT and really developing that because we think that's what's important. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of young people throughout our commonwealth. There are 351 cities and towns in the state of Massachusetts, and the communities are thriving, and it's incredible. But there are also obstacles, right, and also issues Mm -hmm. that communities are dealing with, whether it's addiction, whether it's homelessness, whether it's mental health issues, whether it's economic disadvantage, you know, all those things. And how do we meet our kids where they are? Right, So we have kids in high school who are struggling or in grammar school and middle school all over our state that are showing up. And, you know, they, they showed up, which is awesome, right? They came, but then there are issues that they're dealing with. How do we make sure we can be there, right, to help move and, and motivate and really strengthen, you know, these young people's confidence? And I think that's also part of, you know, the work that we're trying to do through Scholar Athletes.
0: So, Akila, let's talk to you a little bit about the types of opportunities um, that Scholar Athletes has provided for you and what sort of skills you have learned that will help you in your career.
2: So I'll just start from like my freshman year. Uh, scholar athletes wasn't really like my first kind of option. My basketball coach required us to go to the zone. <laughs> so That's we were awesome! You of see? Yeah, who's working? The zone. Teamwork. Teamwork. Um, and we were required to at least do an hour or two. I can't really remember. Four years seems like a long time ago. But um, <laughs> we were kind of required to do an hour or two hours a week in the zone to do our homework, like productive work or we would miss 15 minutes of the first half of our basketball game. So our coach was kind of really strict about that. Um, So that's when I met Miss Wagner in my freshman year. And I want to say freshman year was kind of hard for me. I came from, like, a you know, teenage girls, rocky middle school, learning myself, attitude, and all that stuff. That happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I kinda struggled with some of my grades my freshman year of high school. And that was kind of like a struggle for me because my mom doesn't play when it comes to grades. Um, My mom is the type, if you don't have the good grades, um, then you shouldn't be able to do anything else because if you can't focus on your schoolwork, then you can't focus on anything else, clearly. So um, I kind of struggled with that, and Miss Wagner was there to help me and guide me with um, teachers and everything like that because I also had a lot of issues with talking back to teachers, getting sent out of class. You couldn't see that now, but I did. Yeah, no, we don't see that now. <laughs> She's awesome. But Miss Wagner kind of helped me um, like cool down a lot. I was able to go to her to talk to her. She every, oftentimes when I was sent out of class, she would make me sit in. The zone and forced me to do my makeup work and things of that sort. And then my sophomore year, Mr. Francis and Miss Wagner were there together, and that's when I really started like cranking in high school for good grades. I was trying, determined to try and graduate with a 4.0 or above. And they, I would say, I've had senioritis since my sophomore year at high school, so they kind of helped me <laughs> push me to do my my, my, my papers. papers. Yeah. Okay. Um, they pushed me to help me to do my papers um Miss Wagner was there nights I would have a paper due the next day in class and I'd be ten um ten p m trying to type finish my paper and Miss Wagner would always be there to edit my paper before I had to s- submit it and then junior year was a blur and then senior year comes and then Mr. Francis was just always there because I had a lot of free blocks senior year and he Mm -hmm. was always there like what do you have due do you have to do this scholarship essay Uh, do you have to apply to this place and making sure I was all set for college checking in on me constantly seeing where I got accepted and making sure I was doing my work and everything and kind of sidetracked from the question, but they were pretty much there all throughout high school to make mm-hmm. sure I was, like, doing my work, had the good That's grades, right. and making sure I was still able to play sports, mm-hmm. um, and doing well on the court, the field, the track, and also being in contact with my mother. If anything happened at school, <laughs> <laughs> they would contact her, but they helped me to make sure I was in connection with the right people, like I remember once Mr. Francis found out I was going to Wentworth, put me in contact with an alum that graduated, I think two years, one or two years ahead of me to make sure I had a familiar face on campus when I Mm -hmm. started to go to Wentworth and making sure that I also stayed on top of everything in college, because I feel like transitioning from high school to freshman year in college can yeah. be very hard Absolutely. for some Definitely. people. And the course load and the grade load and but just the
1: transition keep, in general. You know, them pushing you in high school yes. and saying, okay, let's get time management, Aquila. Let's get your paper yes. in. That, that
2: prepared you for Wentworth, right? That did prepare me for Wentworth. And, uh, one of the hardest things for me... Was going from like having a 3.9 in high school to starting my freshman year and only having Come a on. 2.0 to so having one to having a 2.0 know, in see. high school, yeah. and Mr. Francis like pretty much like sat me down and told me like you were a great student in high school, but the school that you were at didn't really challenge you um, to your best potential, and that is probably why you had, not probably why the GPA you had, Mm -hmm. because I was doing what I had to do, but the challenge that came upon you was a lot greater than you expected, and Mm -hmm. now that you know, you can learn from it and grow from it, and I remember like crying and stuff because I was so devastated from doing so good in high school Mm -hmm. to like feeling like I did horribly compared to all these other kids. um, Mm In college, and Mr. Francis also explained to me that the opportunities they had could have been a lot different from the opportunities we offer in inner city schools, like AP Calculus, Calculus in general, Mm -hmm. and those different courses your senior year, and also outer city schools offering like woodwork computer science classes and all these other (laughs) extracurricular courses could have gave them a step above me in college but now that I'm in college and I'm here and we're at the same level even though they may know more than me I have to bust my behind now Mm -hmm. to make sure we're at the same level even though I started further back in the race than them so and that's one thing that I really took away from scholar athletes going into college that although um, I may look different I may sound different I may be from a different city and I may have less opportunities that doesn't mean I'm different Um, that doesn't mean I'm less smart or less educated than any of them and that's what really pushed me to like know that even though my grades May not reflect how smart I am in college. It just showed me that, like, don't give up because I was really after my freshman year. I was yeah. like, I'm done. I, I can't know. do yeah, this. And I up. And <laughs> that's the piece well, of grit. Yeah, like, it's a tough
0: transition, to, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's good is. that they're there to, you know, help you beyond just the the years in high school. Yeah. That you, you know, maintain that relationship that you've built over over the four years. Mm-hmm. And and I would add,
3: I know Mr. Francis isn't here today, Akela, yeah. but. Yes. Um, Two of the things that he has said about you from the get-go, because as people don't know this, because Akela didn't kind of toot her own horn, but she has been a speaker at our gala. Um, She's constantly, you know, being able to talk to, you know, whether it's supporters and donors to the program or current zone members. But she's always kind of coming back to bring her wisdom and kind of your perseverance and the growth mindset that you really created for yourself being a Zone member and being in the Zone are what Mr. Francis says like you are so able to draw on today to push yourself to be successful, because you're right, you could have easily given up after a really rocky semester, but those skills and you know being able to recognize that you have that potential um, is something that he has said about you, and we all at Scholar Athletes know to be very true about you. Thanks, very Mr. Nice. Francis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now awesome. you're working at Suffolk. Yes. Um. So, I started working there over the summer. We have the opportunity of our last six months of our senior year. We don't have to take classes. We get to go out in the field and do internships. And, you know, some people may like work at their mom's job or just do something to get like a signature for it. But I really wanted to take advantage of it. And I actually got the internship because I spoke at a meeting with John Fish at Scholar Athletes and he gave me his business card, (laughs) even though I didn't really email him because I didn't think that was the right thing to do. <laughs> but um, I got in contact with someone at the Liz Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so she was start. the head of the career starts and internships at mm-hmm. the time, and she got me into Suffolk, and I did a, a, a like floater kind of position. So mm-hmm. I went each week. I was with a different department, kind of exploring and stuff like that. That sounds fun. And yeah, can it I, can was I fun. do that? I we have, we I have, have a them. great, it's a great <laughs> program. So it's an internship
1: program which is for students in college mm-hmm. where it's like a rotational within um, the company in terms of the functional side. Mm-hmm. So you're going into marketing, you're doing HR, right? You're mm-hmm. doing IT. Yeah. You may do legal. And then there's a piece where we're looking at the model and that's what's happening now where the interns are applying for career start.ing mm-hmm. career start is our two-year rotational program at Suffolk Construction where it's kids, who, young people, graduated college you know may be in construction manager it may not mm-hmm. be maybe a history major an english major but has applied is interested um in the field because construction has changed right over these last several decades mm-hmm. it is not the, what it used to be right so where we think about we are builders but we're an innovation technology company as well because mm-hmm. we're looking and leaning on i.t right and all of this um programming and systems to help build Mm -hmm. buildings better and faster and on time, right? And so the career start is awesome because it's a two-year, so you're almost out of Wentworth, right? So you're not out yet. So the goal is to get, like, the folks who applied, who are interns Mm that apply to be career starts, and there'll be new people, too, obviously coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they would be with us employed. And internships, we pay, right? We give stipends. Career Mm -hmm. Start, you're a full-time employee with benefits in the whole nine. It's a two-year rotational where we're taking you into the operation side, which Mm -hmm. is the construction side, and estimating project management mm-hmm. you know all that you're going to learn it for two years rotational eight month blocks and then afterwards we place these young people you know into these different divisions and yeah so it's been pretty cool mm-hmm. and so when we think of diversity and inclusion that is also the pipeline so in. as we look at mm-hmm. our internships as we look at our um, you know our career starts it's how do we improve in terms of bringing more women in construction mm-hmm. right we have ways to go I'm saying as an industry mm-hmm. right overall you know how do we bringing more people of color into the industry, more veterans, and we have created a diversity and inclusion council. We have employee resource groups, right? One that's we started and this all happened in one year, right? We're doing good. <laughs> but one year we have three employee resource groups, women, LGBTQIA plus Um, veterans and we look to expand more but it is pretty cool happy that Akilah is in our internship Mm -hmm. program
2: Suffolk has been really kind to me throughout my uh, high school even me working part-time throughout the school year Thank God, because I just bought a car, so oh, wow. I need oh, to pay a car. To Thank Thank you. Really? Oh, but I've been learning a lot, growing, to know what I want to do with my degree, because there's Good. so many different aspects of computer science. Mm-hmm. So Suffolk has been allowing me to explore, so I hopefully find out what I love. I only have a year and a half left, yeah, but hopefully in that time I, <laughs> I find what I love um, so I could start My real life. I know, (laughs) it's something. And I'm gonna
1: say, okay, this is generation. What is this? You're not millennial. You're a generation. I think
2: I am a millennial. No. No, you're too young to be a millennial. I don't don't even know this. You must be
1: a generation. Is it why? 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 Am I? Is it generation? I'm gonna say generation Y. I'm just gonna say this. You're probably gonna change careers maybe ten times, right? Yeah. So you're not gonna know as you're in college and as you're about to graduate that this is going to be my passion mm-hmm. job number one forever in life right yeah. so, so I just say that when I
2: was in high school when I first got yeah. into high school I wanted to be I danced for 13 years oh wow and I wanted to go to Juilliard for dance oh, no. and then like okay. I totally hit a switch clearly because i yeah. like yeah, yeah, working yeah. with computers but yeah oh that's something I know mm. right
1: wow well you're yeah. going to have to do a little performance or something not <laughs> here not here <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. The,
0: at the gala, at the
1: gala. <laughs> that's coming up next year.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can dance
1: with me. Oh, no, no, yeah, I
0: got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's kind of close things off by discussing um, the goals for the coming year for scholar athletes and also touch on some different ways that our listeners can get involved obviously they can give you guys money but how else could they help you know in terms of time or or things like that
3: Katie so I think you know obviously (laughs) donations are wonderful but our organization is really built around opening kind of up opportunities and creating access so it's not just about you know someone you know, donating. It's really, can you come and be a volunteer? Could you participate or host a career panel? Could you host some of our zone members or alumni at your office? You know, we were talking about career pipelines, and we're always looking for companies who want to, you know, get involved in conversations and discussions about how do we, like Suffolk, create a robust career pipeline that is leveraging diversity, that's going after kids who otherwise might not be invited to these opportunities. So starting that from an early age is critical for our college And career readiness. So, anyone, you know, if if there are offices and there are business units that are open to having internships, um, these are conversations that we're starting and really growing that opportunity. We also, you can come and volunteer at a zone. Um, our zones are amazing places. Everyone who steps into one, you know, tells us they're transformed by the experience. Yeah. So, you know, coming and helping out, you can ref one of our soccer games. If you're a college soccer player, um, you know, you're a little rusty. Maybe you're on the SPS <laughs> circuit, um, but you're not quite ready to, you know, you're not going pro. You know, come and lend your skills and ref one of our soccer games. Um, you'll be I like, might have to do changed. that. Yes, oh, absolutely. Cool. I am like gonna I, sign you I up, Megan. I coach
0: my son's seven-year-old team, oh. so oh, I know a little bit. So maybe sign Good me up job, for that. Megan. Okay, we gotta
1: sign you up. Okay. And and you know, um it's it's so important, right? And everything that was said is no doubt volunteer opportunity, but you know, it is a nonprofit, right? And so it is about also resources and for us it's teaming up with these corporations and private companies who are supporting young people. Um, they've adopted our zones right so we have an adopt a zone model um, where companies have adopted zones and it's really looking at you know because we just celebrated 10 years and when we started originally in 2009 it looked A little bit different right and every year it's morphed and expanded because it's really looking at the what is it that the young people need and even as we talk about mentoring and athletic health and wellness right it's also the social emotional piece that's integrated into it and so for us it's now looking at the next 10 years Um, With the board and John's the chair of the board, but we have a great board trustees who are doing incredible work and the team right? Um, You know Katie working with Daphne Griffin who's the executive director of scholar athletes You know we've all been rowing in the same direction to see what does the next 10 years look like and so we invite people to come out Just call right or visit. What is it? Mm -hmm. We are sa.org and and check out the work that's being done But we'd love to host people to
2: come see what's happening at these sites. And I also think something that's really important and that'll help scholar athletes with me um, being an alum is people going and possibly teaching the kids what they do. And I think that's something a lot of like inner city schools lack is wood shop or computer science classes. Like I said earlier, so you graduate from high school not having any clue what you want to do. You pretty much select a major based on your likes and. Oftentimes, you change it 50 million times. Or even if you don't change your major 50 million times, once you graduate college, you're changing your career 50 million times. So I think if anybody could volunteer to go into the classroom, if you're a computer engineer, a computer scientist, an accountant, anything of that sort, maybe teach a course on what do you do from day to day, uh, what your field of work looks like, so these kids can have an understanding of possibly what they like, so they could have an eye-opening experience to experience. Explore what they want to do in the future and I think that's something that I wish my um, high school or people would volunteer for me so that I can explore different career paths because some colleges, not all, you have to choose your major before you go into college. Mm -hmm. And that's something I didn't really get to explore all that much. So, but I do love it. So I guess I made a great choice, but (laughs) just volunteering your time to show these kids what you do so they can learn and grow and be successful. Yeah. And Great. to
1: piggyback on that, just to wrap it up in terms mm-hmm. of suffocants, and that's something that we, we are doing, right? In terms of we have smart labs. Smart Labs is our, our amazing, mm-hmm. you know, place in our offices where, you know, folks are able to see, you know, the integration of technology and innovation and how we're building our buildings, how mm-hmm. we have smart videos that's watching, you know, the activity that's happening, where we can mm-hmm. get flagged if folks don't have their something. safety mm-hmm. gears on, right? The PPEs. And so we have something, so those are our smart labs. So we're doing something called smart Lab smart kids, where we're bringing kids into the smart lab from different schools, middle schools, really. But high schools, too, you know, to come and experience, you know, what does it mean to work in construction in 2019? Mm-hmm. And being a national company, they just did one in California. We have four, we have three offices in California, four in Florida, one in Dallas, Texas, one in New York, and we're in Roxbury, which is pretty cool, right? <laughs> this is where we're headquartered. But that's another model. But I totally agree with Aquila is how do you mm-hmm. expose young people to careers, right, that they're not even thinking about Mm -hmm. because their family is not in construction, right, or their family is not an accountant, or there's no one they know, but now they know. You know, if you study hard, do well, there'll be bumps in the road, no doubt. Freshman year is the most critical. This is what I would tell young people when I would talk to them. Freshman year in college is your most critical year, so Mm -hmm. buckle down, study, because once you get that GPA, it's tough. Mm-hmm. you know, to elevate that GPA, even if you got 4.0 every semester for the rest great of the your time. time in college. Um, so it's interesting. Sorry, I go off on tangents.
0: No, <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> so ladies, thank you guys so much for joining us on The Big Dig. And again, if people want to learn more about scholar athletes, your website is wearsa.org. You got it. Thank, thank, you, thank Megan. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.